Hi there, I'm John Arbuckle. I'm a cartoonist, and this is my cat, Garfield. Hi there, I'm Garfield, I'm a cat, and this is my cartoonist, John. Our only thought is to entertain you. Feed me. Well, I hope... I'm nervous. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I hope they confused all, pretty much everyone out there. And maybe from that, you'll figure out what our topic is today. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Rewind and Reload. Once again, I am joined by Quentin. Hello. And Tim. I'm normal. (laughs) So, let's let our audience sink in on that intro. And Tim's beautiful normal. And, um... We'll let them try to guess what the topic is for now, but let's talk about our weeks, man. What are you up to this week, Q? I'm a filthy fucking degenerate, and uh, basically all I've been doing is just playing Call of Duty. I have a, I have a problem. I have a really big problem. I'm like, I think level 50 now. Yeah, what prestige are you? There is no prestige in this game. Dude, what? Level level 150 is the cap. I'm like, I'm pretty close to getting gold on my M4. I only need like a handful more uh, skins or camos, whatever they're called. Um, That game is really good and I hate it because when I was in high school, I just absolutely fucking hated the COD franchise. I despised it with a passion and now here I am. 23-year-old hypocrite. I haven't gotten to play any of the multiplayer yet. I uh, I was going to play it this week, but we're watching Carly's little brother this week, so my Xbox is at home. Go get that fucking Xbox, boy. You're missing out on primetime gaming. I know. I might go get it tomorrow, honestly. Yeah, get yourself a better. Mountain Dew ski and uh, make up for lost time. Get a Dorit ski. I just down a monster so call me kyle <laughs> kyle <laughs> kyle is uh on the on the rest of the on the rest of the night no more john there is it's only kyle so if we if we call this john kyle he won't think we're talking about him spoilers maybe there's just gonna be one episode where i'll act like we'll just call me a totally different name and people will be so thrown off. I'll change my voice a little bit and like Oh, you mean me later. every week on the backdash? Where I have to make up some character because I make a joke and then Alex is like, oh, I didn't know he was here. <laughs> but anyway, um, I didn't really do a lot this week. No, I, I just kind of played more Graveyard Keeper and... I guess I started watching the show Castle Rock on Hulu. That's that's something, I guess. How's that? It's, um... If you like Stephen King, it's good, I'd say. Because it's nothing but, like, references to the books and movies. Like, there's literally a character who, who you find out later is related to the character from The Shining named Jackie Torrance. I just fucking rolled my eyes. I was like, okay. 
Did you see the previews for, uh, what was it, Doctor Sleep or whatever? I did, but I haven't seen the movie. I've also seen his the, the Stephen King's comments on it that it redeems the Kubrick movie as if it wasn't good already, but for as good of an author as he is, he's a, he makes shit movies, so. Yes, that's true. Like the Monster Truck movie, I don't remember what it was called, but it's really bad. He has a movie about a monster truck? It's basically a movie about, like, I don't remember if it's, like, supernatural. I think it's supernatural. Like, ghosts possess a bunch of cars and, like, terrorize this diner or something. And it's a really dumb movie. Interesting. I'm going to have to give it a... I'm going to have to look it up and then give it a watch because I have never heard that. I'm trying to find the name of the movie and I can't... uh... Is it just called Trucks? No, that's a <laughs> short story. Oh, Maximum Overdrive. That's the name of the movie. All right. I'm going to have to try to find that somewhere where I can just stream and watch it real quick. I mean, probably, I don't know. <laughs> Is it worth it? Who knows? Carly's, Carly's little brother keeps screaming like an idiot because I think he's playing COD and he might be dying. Oh. It's fine. It's yeah. all right. It's all good. You're just gonna hear like a fifteen year old boy. It sounds like two thousand eleven sounds like two thousand eleven goat memes. <laughs> it does, <laughs> actually. That's what I thought it was. I was like, why, would, why is he playing on the background? And then it's nope. just him. Nope, it's just Colin. Anyways. Fucking... That's exactly what, what I've you... been up to all all week. We've just been me and Carly have been hanging out with her little brother. Because her parents and then my dad and his wife were out in Mexico. So we're just hanging out here, watching him. That's really about it. Um, I've just been like watching a lot of YouTube videos, really. That's really it. So. It's my life all the time. Yeah, I think my like hours per like day per watch like went up like 10 hours. Like, it's a ridiculous amount. I just watched it in the background, so I guess I can't make too much of a comment. But, anyways, I mean, yeah, so I guess kind of boring weeks. We should probably try to do something exciting one of these days, huh? Get together and, like, do something fun. I think getting... My M4 to gold in Call of Duty is pretty fun. Well, that's fair. That is. <laughs> Why don't you use the AK? The M4 is better. Use the Olympia, is the AK, man. Is the AK like every other game where it has a kick that just hurts to compensate it's, for? It, it's pretty bad. It's not too bad. I don't know. The M4 is just like pretty much the best gun in the game. That's besides the point. That's... Uh, that's a discussion for a Call of Duty cast. Um, yeah. Well, I can't think of a clever title. We'll probably end up doing it here pretty soon. But we should probably get into today's topic before we go off on too big of a tangent, huh? Probably. Well, hopefully everyone kind of got what our topic is today based off of the intro. Um... Today's all about this sarcastic talking, lasagna eating, cat we know, 
Cat We Love, Garfield. And we'll talk about some other people too, like John, or maybe the creator, Jim Davis. But I know, Q, you've been wanting, you you recommended doing Garfield because you're, lack of a better term, obsessed with him. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know where it all started, but here I am. Man who loves his cat. <laughs> uh, I could probably tell you way too much about Garfield, but uh, I think I think we'll just we'll just focus on uh, some of the, the important stuff today, right? Yeah, I think uh, let's maybe start with just the creator, go through kind of like him and his background, and then we'll move into the cartoons, which I know you're probably gonna just go bananas on and then i think we'll talk about maybe the movies for a few too because yes they were something good just say they were something so to start off the creator garfield jim davis um he started garfield in 1978 uh, but a little bit of background on him. He grew up on a farm, which in an interview, he said he remember being full of like stray cats and stuff. And this was some of the inspiration he pulled for Garfield is growing up around all these cats. I've heard that there was uh, 25 cats on the farm, actually. That's, That's a lot. A yeah, like even for like I would farm die. cats, you know, like even I get that, you know, you live on a farm, you have some feral cats, but like 25, dude, holy fuck. How many do you think were inbred? Probably all of them. Probably all, a lot, but I All but know. two of them. <laughs> yeah. But um, this farm was in Marion. Indiana, which is about two hours away from where we're recording currently. Uh, he was born in 1945. He later attended. Okay, <laughs> he later attended Ball State University. He studied art, obviously, and he also studied business as well. Um, while he was at Ball State, he joined a frat, so he was a good old frat boy. And uh, it was Theta Xi, I think is how you pronounce the frat's name. I don't know. Frats are irrelevant anymore. The key? I don't know how to pronounce Greek letters. I don't either. I don't really care. Yeah. Let's say I don't. Uh, I don't really care about what the is frat I, pronunciation. I Sorry, I did a quick Google search on to make sure. Real quick, though, uh, when you say he studied art, he didn't get a degree in art by any means. He started off as an art major, and then when he was like, well, I don't, I don't really want to deal with any of this. I just want to draw. He then switched to business, and he has a degree in business. It's like another important figure from 1945, and I can't think of the name of it. Anyway. Well, anyways, 
Um, once he started as a cartoonist, um, he first worked as a cartoonist assisting Tom Ryan on the cartoon Tumbleweeds in 1969. Um, he then went to create his own comic, Gnome Gat, or Norm Hat. Oh. And attempted selling it after three for it running for three years. But was t- that motherfucking thing on him. I believe uh I believe it was Gnome Nat. That's what I think it was too. That oh, makes sense. See, I like the idea of a gnome with a gat. Yeah, no. Cause <laughs> it was like it was this uh it was this comic about like uh a gnat, obviously. The only the only uh gag I can remember from it is it was like really stupid, really dry humor, kind of a lot like how Garfield is. But um like there was the only one I can think of is there was this one with the gnat holding a sign that said, The end is afoot and then the last panel is he gets stepped on with a boot. Uh, get it. That's the end pretty is a foot. That's pretty good. Um well actually speaking of some of that, uh he actually didn't sell this because he was told that like the art and jokes were great, but no one likes or wants to relate to bugs. So they yeah. wouldn't buy it. Somebody he like, I don't know the exact person, but from what he said, like somebody who was like pretty somebody he respected and someone who was respected in like the comic industry. Do we call this the comic industry? I don't know. Sunday funny industry uh, told him to do a thing about bugs. And then after he got all this prepared, that's when the bug idea got shot down by Stan everyone else. Lee. Stan Lee was the one who told him Stan to make Lee a bug like, one. Oh, my friend Jim has failed, so I have to make one for myself. <laughs> and that's how Spider-Man was born. And Ant-Man. <laughs> I forgot about Ant-Man. <laughs> how many other... Insect heroes are there in Marvel? The Wasp. Yes, that's three. Um. Anyway. Mantis. Four. The Blue Beetle. No, that's, that's DC. DC. <laughs> yeah, I realized that after I said it. Um. Anyways, we know. could we could go on and on. I'm sure. But him being told this after he was trying to sell it, he did go back to the drawing board bored uh, and uh took note actually of snoopy and he always believed that animals were like very very funny and he wanted to do something with animals but he noticed that there was a lot of dogs that were being put into comics so he figured that he'd start doing cats um so in 1978 he created john which later was retitled as Garfield. So. So you're telling me that it went from a character who almost nobody likes to a character who almost everybody likes. Because he don't yes. like Mondays and he does like lasagna. And it only took, I think, two years for them to rebrand um, the name. So, it was pretty quick. His later life, um, he now, like, owns Paw Inc., 
which employs roughly 50 cartoonists and administrators. And this is to help come up with all the comics still, but also manage the immense licensing and the empire that Garfield has become. (laughs) Sorry, I just had the image of, uh, I don't know, the goofy old man that Jim Davis is being like, I'm in the empire business. I mean, he is, though. Like, it's a huge thing nowadays. So, I mean, you go into, like, convenience stores and Garfield's on, like, lighters and keychains now. He's everywhere. Just off of merchandising alone, Paws Inc. has made over a billion dollars. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, these are real stats. (laughs) There was at one point uh i forget the time frame but i want to say it was like the 70s where the garfield with the suction cup hands that you put on your your car window and those are really popular um like everywhere would like sell the fuck out of them because everybody fucking wanted this garfield plushie and uh people were like breaking into people's cars for this thing like this garfield merch does not like people don't People don't mess around. This is this is some real. Is that shit. why you can't find the Garfield phone for anything less than two hundred dollars on eBay? Probably the same Garfield phone that like a bunch of them washed up on. Uh, yeah, I think it was exactly. like a French French beach. I think so. Yeah. Was that with Garbage Island? No, no, no. It it was a uh, there was a uh, a shipping container containing like a bunch of these these plastic Garfield shaped. Uh, phones, I think they were like rotary phones or whatever. And I think uh, they're uh, they're number. Well, at least the ones I'm looking at are number pads. Okay, so yeah, I misspoke. It, they are very readily available on eBay for like twenty bucks, thirty oh, bucks maybe. Well, I'm gonna have to cop one. But yeah, no, there's a shipping container filled with these things, and it fell off of a boat, and uh, it's been at the bottom of the ocean. And there's been Garfield phones just washing up ashore on this one beach. <laughs> yeah that's for a while story. i love it for a while they had no fucking clue like where these were coming from but i think it was within the past couple years like a scuba diver or something found like the shipping container that's so weird voyage. well just keep on waiting dude there's gonna be even weirder garfield facts for you well oh, we wait. will get to that um but to finish up Paws, Inc., um, it still resides in Indiana, Albany, Indiana, to be more specific. Um, Jim Davis has also been noted for creating U.S. Acres, and it was also known as Orson Farms in other Boo. countries. Um, U.S. Acres, bad. That's what I've heard. Um he also has a comic strip based around Mr. Potato Head. Um, I've never I seen this. I've never heard of that. That's wild. I don't really like Mr. Potato Head, so... But I'm he not... have funny Lay's commercials. He funny. His eyes come out of his head. They put yeah. face on butt. <laughs> <laughs> Sex funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Sorry, I spent a couple hours on our boomer humor this week. 
That's well, a slur word now. Be careful. Yeah, you're right. Okay, boomer. It's on record. Oh, mm. I love that. Just real quickly, love that it's on record in the New Zealand Parliament. Is it really? Holy fuck! A there was a twenty-five-year-old Parliament member two days ago who was giving a speech on environmental change, and someone started heckling her from the other side of Parliament. And she's in the middle of her speech. She just goes, "Okay, boomer," and then okay, keeps boomer. going. That's a great way to just prove your point. It's like, all right, boomer. Is the best part is that she was in the point where she's like, "I'm 25 years old. The median age of the parliament is 52," and it's like, it's then someone heckles her. She just says that, and I'm like, "Oh, oh my god, uh-huh. that's hero. awesome." Well, to but, finish um, up, uh, Jim Davis, he. Um, also founded Professor Garfield Foundation, which helps in children's literacy. So it's not just that they're like building this huge empire and like, you know, selling all this stuff. They're also donating a bunch of money to help get kids to be able to read and get them resources that they need to better educate themselves as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, honestly, from, like, a lot of the stuff I've heard, like, Jim Davis is actually a pretty, like, good guy. Yeah. Which surprises he's just, me. He's just a weirdo. Yeah, he's kind of weird, but he's, he's like, a legitimately, I think he's a good person. Which, usually, when somebody has a fucking million, billion dollar industry, they're usually not. But, shout out Jim Davis. Yeah. Keeping to his roots. Um, so like I said earlier, like now we're going to get a little bit into the comic history and the evolution. And um, so like I said before, the comic was originally published as John. But then after two years, which like seems like actually a pretty long time, honestly, to be out there was renamed as Garfield and it's been known as Garfield ever since. So I don't know. I think Garfield's probably the better way to go. Well, when you have a dumb idiot like John who lets his cat smoke a pipe. Yeah. He doesn't let the cat smoke the pipe. Garfield just takes it. Thank you very much. He yells at him for smoking. He's just trying to get a buzz, bro. (laughs) (laughs) This is in reference to the classic. Actually, yeah, no, classic, because it's a very old Garfield strip where the first pipe is John reading the newspaper and then reaching for his pipe. Second strip. Oh, where's my pipe? Third strip. It's Garfield sitting on the counter smoking the pipe. And then John goes, Garfield! What a bitch. I can't find it, but I remember a while ago when people started finding out about this on the internet, someone did a retro off it, which is Garfield taking a rip from a giant vape. <laughs> Where's my vape? He was dueling. Oh. But anyways, so in the comics, um, originally it was just Garfield and John, but later he also has 
which is noted as his arch enemy, but also his best friend, Odie. Um, oh, die. But, Quentin, I think you have a little bit more to talk about some of this stuff, maybe about the characters and stuff. Yes. So, little fun facts about everyone's names. Garfield was named after Jim's grandfather, James A. Garfield Davis. Um, John Arbuckle, his name comes from an old coffee commercial. But Jim also used the name John Arbuckle in his college days as a uh, expert source for his speeches. Because for some reason he thought John Arbuckle sounds like a very professional name. And this will help give credibility to me. I- I want to point out that, like, I mean, you can't do that anymore with Google, but that would be, that's such a smart thing to do back then, because, like, they wouldn't know any, like, no one would know any better. Yeah. You have to go dig through the library to try to find it. Yeah, and if professors are the same way they are today, no one would have. (laughs) They want to get through those classes just as bad as we do. Jim's a, Jim's a resourceful man. He knows what he's doing. He's, uh, yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Last but not least, we can't forget about our friend Odie. He was based on a car dealership commercial written by Davis. Uh, this commercial featured a character named Odie the Village Idiot. So, not only did Odie get his name from the commercial i'm assuming he also got a little bit of his personality because Odie is oftentimes the village idiot in a sense or the butt of a joke yeah that's true or sometimes his butt is the joke because garfield likes to kick it funny haha <laughs> violence funny <laughs> get off table dog <laughs> if anything the garfield comics do adhere to a very uh simple equation but that's the beauty of it you know man it's just stupid nobody nobody has any real reason for liking garfield you just kind of do um artistically our favorite lasagna cat which also fun fact garlic is very toxic to cats so they can't eat lasagna Unless you just don't put it in there. What about the cheese, though? Cheese is also bad for cats. That's fair. It's also bad for me, fun fact. You and the cat will both have the same issue. Shit your (laughs) brains out. Um, so, I don't know where fucking Jim got that from. Anyways, he's seen, uh, he's seen some, uh, some changes over time. Uh, the real reason for this is because the size of comic strips and newspapers have gotten smaller over the years, so they made Garfield's eyes and mouth bigger, so he could uh, be a little bit more express expressible. But, fucking Jim Davis, that weird fucking crazy, uh, kooky, crazy kooky guy that he is, he claims um, that... Uh, the eyes are the nearest to the soul. So over the years, 
his eyes have gotten bigger and bigger. That is a direct wow, quote okay. from him. Another good direct quote from him. Garfield is a human in a cat suit. He has all the human feelings. That's why we identify with him so well. So Garfield's a furry? Yes. But you know, nothing nothing wrong with that, but I don't think Jim Davis knew what he was in for when he said that. <laughs> He's unleashed a whole bag of worms he was not ready for. I mean, you know Garfield is someone's persona. It's mine. Oh, it's Jim Davis's. Maybe he does know. <laughs> he knows what's up. Anyways, I think you got a couple comics coming up that you want to talk yeah. about? Yeah, so... Jim has always had this uh, this idea of if you can be inoffensive, that's the best way to be. Like, he always tries to keep politics um, out of Garfield, which, I mean, yeah, duh. Garfield what about the time that Garfield tried to ship Normal to Abu Dhabi? <laughs> <laughs> There's no politics in that. That's just uh, one cat hating another cat. That's just a commentary on the war crimes committed. <laughs> Is it it's now? Fine. Can you uh, can you back that statement up, sir? Yeah, Jim Davis said so in the Lasagna Cat episode thirty-four. <laughs> Talk about Lasagna Cat in a little bit. We gotta we gotta get through. We Cannon gotta work up to that. Yeah, we we gotta prepare the people. But uh, <laughs> Garfield, like everything else, can't not offend at all times. One perfect example of this was the National Stupid Day strip. Uh, this strip was published on November 11, 2010, which, uh, which we know is Veterans Day. This 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 strip features Garfield squashing a spider. So the first the first panel, the spider is sitting down there and he's saying, "If you squash me, I'll become famous." The second panel says, they will hold an annual day of remembrance in my honor, you fat slob. And then it is implied that the, uh, the spider gets squashed. Third panel, there's a spider in a classroom with a thought bubble going, does anyone here know why we celebrate National Stupid Day? <laughs> So, Jim, what are you doing? People, veterans were obviously upset about this. Uh, Jim Davis is like, whoa, 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 no, no, no. Like, I I, I have a brother who was in the army. Like, it's nothing like that. The way that the Garfield comic strips work is that Jim will set aside because obviously, you know, he needs to balance between the art and the business of Garfield. So he sets aside one week every month where he just does like all of the strips for the month in a week. He doesn't really plan what days they'll fall on. So it's just a very, very unfortunate uh, happenstance that National Stupid Day was published on Veterans Day. <laughs> 
I just think it's... It kind of reminds me of the Family Guy episode where Peter becomes like a comic writer for the newspaper and does like a na- like a National Woman's Day one and they get ran out of fucking town. I feel like they might have pulled a little bit of uh, like inspiration. inspiration from this exact happening, to be honest. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure. Creative of a writer. Seth MacFarlane is. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Garfield. The 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 presence of Garfield stretches everywhere. So if it happened to inspire Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane, I wouldn't be surprised. I would, I would not be, more be surprised. Either. I would be more surprised if Seth MacFarlane was never inspired by Garfield, because. I'd say 9 out of 10 people in America have been inspired by Garfield in one way or another. I know that's a bold claim. I know that I know that's a bold claim, but hear me out. Man's got a 95% Q score. Q score is a score given to things in pop culture for their uh uh their popularity. The 95% score means Nine point five out of ten people know who Garfield is in America. Who's the half a person? It's it's just like an average. So they do it. No, out I, of I, I I I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> just some fucker with no arms or legs. It's like enjoying the shit out of Garfield. Just some pure quadriplegic. He doesn't understand what Garfield is. <laughs> yes. Never seen it. Never seen it. Not to imply that those people are half a person. You're a whole person, and you deserve a whole vote. And you have one. It's just part of a joke. So it's just a bit. Yes. yes. Don't run us out of Hollywood for this ten years down the line. <laughs> we're done. We're for gonna be, yeah, we're gonna be like over. James Gunn or something, where people find like our old podcasts and they're like, "These yeah, guys are." Listen to episode one of the Backdash, or my first episode of the Backdash. Cool boy. Well, you're pretty tame on this episode, like on this podcast, so. Just I try. So, um, you know what's not tame? Drinking. I'll talk about this one. Yep, yep. Yeah. Drinking dog semen. Um, another one of the more infamous strips is a strip in which John drinks a cup of dog semen. Um, Jim has claimed that there was a protein-enriched drink they would give to cows to help keeping the calves healthier when they were pregnant. So he assumed there was something like that for dogs. Which he says that's what John is drinking, and not uh, not dog semen. But uh, we all know. We all know. This uh, this one actually this this one got really infamous to the point where BuzzFeed interviewed him about it. Should we like break down the strip? Because it oh, makes yeah. very makes it very clear. Oh, yeah. The first, oh yeah. the first the first panel is it just says it's John saying, I assume Garfield is at the vet, it seems to be. Yeah, he's so Liz is a veterinarian. Right. Who he's always trying to hit on. Yeah, he says, Have a cup of coffee, John. I assume he's talking for Liz, and he said and then he says, Why thanks, don't mind if I do. He picks up a cough off the examination table, chugs that bad boy down. And then Liz says, "Congratulations, Mr. Arbuckle. You're going to have a. You're going to give birth to a fine, healthy litter of puppies." 
And then John looks like he's going to throw up. And Garfield has his thought bubble says, I hate puppies. But not to mention how wide Garfield's eyes are. Yes. <laughs> and also how Liz just looks like, yeah, you deserved that. Yeah. That's like the last panel of this one is just like it's that's he's drinking dog semen. It's it's that coom. You uh <laughs> you used to be able to buy like large prints of any uh Garfield comic off of the Paws Inc. website, but after this one became such a big meme, it was you it was taken off the website. Like you can't buy it off there anymore. But they did this real quietly, like they just—it was just kind of randomly one day. You weren't able to buy it anymore. I actually there's got to be some out there. Oh yeah, no, I know of one person who owns it, owns one, um, just on Twitter. I've seen it. Nice. And I'm, I'm very jealous of him. I need, uh, I think I need John drinking dog semen on my walls. Can you buy the National Stupid Day one? I think so. I haven't looked. I think I feel like his, you know, explanation would have been a lot more accepted than that. There's a protein-based drink that they give to the cat or to cows, and he assumed that there was one for dogs. Also, when you say it's protein-based, like, come on, Jim. <laughs> come on. Now you're really doubling down. It's definitely come, dude. John Arbuckle's a coomer. Scoomer. Boomer Coomer. Nah, dude, there's 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 boomers, doomers, zoomers, and coomers. <laughs> and coomers. I feel like that was just ad lib. That wasn't. That's was like a webcomic starring these characters. Wow. That's even more impressive that you didn't ad lib that to me, actually. That that is an actual real thing. The like meme it's like a silly meme comic, but like it's exactly what you would expect. He's one who cooms. So to get off of coomers, um <laughs> it wouldn't be a correct episode if we didn't shit talk a little bit on Garfield as well. Um because I think unanimously we all enjoy Garfield. Or have in the past, you know. I would say I do in some uh, ways. Yeah, I feel like because I don't Everybody really read the newspaper in Garfield. Yeah, like I don't really read the newspaper, but like when I do see a Garfield comic, I chuckle, you know. And I feel like it's just so much part of our culture now that some of us tend to just kind of ignore it. But we also kind of need to shit talk it a little bit because what the fuck? were they doing with these movies? Well, you mean the Holy Trinity? It was the mid-aughts, and 3D was a big thing. All right, Son of Mask, it probably just came out. And everyone was dying for it. Well, okay. So Garfield the movie was released in 04. The budget was $50 million dollars. It was given so many negative reviews by critics. They thought that it was going to be a complete flop and make nothing. 
Despite this, audiences still went to see it, and it grossed $200 million. And then spawned a sequel, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, two years after. Dude, I'm, I remember a time when these two movies would be playing on Cartoon Network, like, every day. Yeah, and it was that was called the Golden Era. That was called the Golden Age before Garfield summoned the Eclipse with his bailiff. I really don't. Would it be John? I feel like it would be. I feel like John would be the Griffith of this story. Okay, so you guys want to know how this movie made so much money? Yes. One, because it's Garfield. Two, absolutely fucking loaded cast. Oh, it was. Insane. They had what? Bill Murray. They had Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, Nick Cannon, Jimmy Kimmel. Yep, Nick Cannon, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, yeah, they loaded this cast up. Um, but uh, I was going to ask who played John, but then I go to the IMDb page and it's just he's just a no name actor, I guess. Uh, Brecklin Meyer or Brecken? Brecken Meyer, I guess. Brecken Meyer. So. Bill Murray, uh, on record, has said, like, he didn't want to do the movie, but then he still came back and did the second movie. Yeah, well. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I feel like that was. I feel like that was a weird time with Bill Murray, though, because he was, like, kind of a weird point where he wasn't super relevant. In debt, probably that's what I'm because, like, a lot of, I feel I like he was like of... really popular before this movie, and then leading up to this movie, he kind of had a bear spot, and then he was like famous like a couple years after this movie again. That how just did Life Aquatic do? Dolgram. I was gonna say, how did Life Aquatic do in the box office because that came up between these two movies, and that could explain a lot. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, so probably not. Bill Murray made a movie called Great. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh. That's why he came back, boys. Huh. Uh, the budget for Life Aquatic was $50 million, and it made $34.8 million. Oh. So, uh, he I'm sure he got paid, but... I mean, to be fair, Garfield, I mean, quadrupled... How much did a tale of two kitties make? Probably uh, not a lot. I, I didn't I get the stats. It for doubled. That. It doubled. It, it cost sixty million, and it made one hundred forty-one point seven. Here's the thing, too. Tale of Two Kitties was a straight to DVD release. Are you? You're you're probably not. You're probably correct. I just remember seeing ads for it all over, and. Yeah, but back I then, like, got a theatrical release. Back no, then, I, we still got a lot of trailers for stuff that went straight to yeah, movies. That's, that's fair. But I don't really have anything else to say too much on these movies. I mean, the plots were very basic, and to me, were kind of bland. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of just a jumbled mess, especially the second one. So if we want, let's just, 
yeah but razzies are like one of those like For wow you were reasons. so bad you're good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it won worst excuse for a family movie and worst sequel slash prequel i believe it has a 15 percent on rotten tomatoes that's higher uh, than i would give it i i've never seen these movies i was always a garfield and friends kind of guy as a kid mm, what about garfield pet force featuring garzuka i don't remember that it was a really no. really weird like 3d ish animated thing and garzuka's like this really buff sexy garfield so there's a one of the writers on a tale of two kitties is named joel cohen and i thought it was one of the cohen brothers no that's <laughs> that's probably maybe that's why bill murray came back he's like oh one of the cohen brothers is doing this okay. yeah that's what i would have been like there's a cohen writer there's a cohen brother writing this movie <laughs> and then uh he found out that it wasn't he's like well i'm in too deep already fuck i'm just gonna go through with it that's not a bad excuse but um, so I know Quentin, you've talked to us a couple times outside of this, obviously, about all this weird shit that the internet has started to spawn. You want to elaborate a bit for us? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off light, and we're gonna, we're gonna slowly work our way into the weirder and weirder stuff of Garfield. I know you online. told me to look up Lasagna Cat. And I could not bring myself to actually watch it. Oh, dude, it's fucking so, great. You should have watched the four-hour one. Four and a half hours. Oh, sorry. Yes. So, anyways, though, we're going to start with some light stuff. This is called Garf Gab. You can find it on YouTube. It, this man, this god, I should say, has a mission. That mission is to go through... And review every single episode of Garfield and Friends. Every single episode of every season, he does a different review. How many seasons of Garfield and Friends were there? Uh, that's a good question. Um, let's see. But that's um, dedication, I guess. That's... Oof. You know, I've joked about doing stuff like that, but I don't think it's seven. There's seven seasons. 124, 121 full episodes. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Don't mention U.S. Acres around him. He fucking hates U.S. Acres. Okay, what is this? what's the story with this? I don't know anything about U.S. Acres. U.S. Acres is just another comic strip by John, or John Arbuck. No, Jim Davis, um, where it features these characters on a farm i'm trying to think of some of their names off the top of my head you might like recognize like there's the one uh the chicken in it in it is oh, shell is this, is this like the, the legs from uh garfield and friends is from yeah 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 exactly okay yeah i, I just googled it real quick yeah u.s acres it's uh this looks like the proto barnyard <laughs> right like back on the barnyard kind of honestly it's just not that good, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really... I I don't hate it, but like I just know a lot of people just fucking hate a lot of the characters from it, and they think it's bad. Or maybe it's I'm just reading a big one of the, like, in the I'm Garfield reading one of the community. strips right now, and it's just... It doesn't make sense. 
None of these. This just looks dumb and bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's um, I mean that's dedication, I guess. Yeah. So, I have a minor one, if if you don't mind me oh, interjecting with absolutely. something. Absolutely. Do you know about Fist of the Borf Star? No. Because I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, because I was obsessed with it for about six months. What is it's that? a redrawing and retelling of Fist of the North Star, but it starts out with just Garfield characters. <laughs> like, John Arbuckle is um, Kenshiro, and Garfield is the villain who I never got that far in Fist of the North Star. Um, but then it slowly becomes every Sunday funny is involved in this universe, to the point where I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't remember who it is, I think it's Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes, like, sacrifices himself to save John. <laughs> but it's just some dude just drew all these in, like, MS Paint. And then the best part is it's all text-to-speech voice audio. Oh, my. So you'll hear things like, <laughs> your reign of terror is over, Garfarter. <laughs> and it's just, it's very good. This is the content I log on to the internet for. Like, um, there's a whole wiki that I'm looking at at the moment, and I'm look just looking at the page for John Arbuckle, and there's aliases like Jorn, Jog, Joan, Jom, Junk, Jock, relatives, Garfield, possible brother. I think, isn't Garfield, like, I thought that was like a 4chan thing. Maybe that's where it came from. If I'm not mistaken. But, um... Yeah, I think the Garfield thing was a 4chan thing, but I think they started taking from that. And then... It's... it's Waldo is apparently involved at some point. It's a whole thing, dude. Charlie Brown is a main character. I forgot about that. Jeez. Uh, so, on, yeah. to, on, to, uh, on to our next... I guess we might as well talk about Garfield since it was brought up. Spelled G A R F I E L F. It's yeah. uh very crude MS Paint redrawings of Garfield strips. Um also featuring the voice forge text. So <laughs> yeah, that's probably where they got the inspiration from was just from Garfield. I'd have to assume. Anyways, it's basically what Tim just said, but very shitty MS Paint <laughs> Garfield drawings. It's, it's also great. pretty entertaining. Dude, anything you can like make an shitty MS Paint drawings and put Voice Forge behind, I'm so happy about. It makes me so <laughs> I love it. Another good Garfield recreation recreation. Garfield minus Garfield. This is a website where they post Garfield Garfield comic strips without Garfield. I went through this and read so many the other night because I found them so funny. Because John John just seems like a depressed piece of crap. If Garfield's not there because 
He just like complains all the time, like to himself. Right. Or he or it's like he has a split personality disorder thing when he actually comments about Garfield and no one's there. It's weird. It's uh it's a direct quote from the website actually says it is a journey deep into the mind of an isolated young everyman as he fights a losing battle against loneliness and depression in a quiet American suburb. Hell yeah, dude. I think I've seen some of these. I've never actually like looked into them, but um I feel like I've seen them in passing and it's just yeah. They're good. It it's is funny. that. It's a uh... I, I want to say it it it's a maybe daily upload site where you go on it and it posts a different one every day or whatever. I could be wrong on that. I'm not 100% sure. Do we want to talk about, real quick before we get into the big one, do we want to talk about Garfield Eats? Oh my god. How the fuck did I forget about Garfield Eats? I... I don't know, but I just remembered because I was gonna make a Garfuccino joke. I was gonna say you want a fucking Garfuccino, my guy. But so Garfield Eats is this restaurant slash app in Canada, right? In Canada, that is supposed to be like responsibly sourced food, and they got Jim Davis to do an ad for them, and it's really fucking weird. It just. I don't know how like how to describe how it makes me feel, but it's just like this guy, it's Jim Davis sitting in a chair with a cat, I think, and he's just talking about how like Garfield loves lasagna for 40 years, and now you too can eat the ideal lasagna, along with a Garfuccino and Garfield cookies or something. I don't well, know there's exactly also there's a is. pizza that's shaped like yeah. his face. Yeah, right, that's it. There's a Garf-shaped pizza. There's a... I'm trying to think. I can't remember all of the the items. Yeah, Garfield, Garfield... Garfield Twitter lost their shit when this happened, okay? This is a yeah, great Jim website, Davis sitting though. in a chair... It's him sitting in a chair with an orange Garfield Eats apron holding a Garfield plushie while Garfield strips play in the background. And that's the official ad for Garfield Eats. <laughs> Garfield He's just Eats. talking about... Oh, boy. But yeah, it's only available in Canada, which was a big bummer. Then there was Garfield Go, which I think was a money laundering scheme. Same with... Uh, <laughs> What was the one that you could get gift cards from? Was that Garfield Go? But I think so. I think, yeah, I think you could, because I think you could get, like, Garfield points and then redeem them for, like, gift cards and shit. And I legitimately think it was, like, a money laundering scheme. Because I can't think of any other reason someone would make that. There's Garfield, like, the Garfield cart racing thing. Garf cart? Yeah. I think it's just called Garfield Kart Racing, actually. It's just like a bad Mario Maker. Not Mario Maker, Mario uh, Kart. I think you mean Mario Kart is a bad Garfield Kart. I don't know, man. Have you seen gameplay from this? 
Yeah, it's pretty uh, <laughs> next level stuff. Why do you think they remade it for the Switch? Did they really? I am almost 98% sure it did get remade. I just want to point out while you're looking that up, possibly, that uh, you should look up, you should go online, Google Garfield Eats, and go to the images page, because there is a beautiful image of Guy Fieri fused with Garfield. That's where you got that picture from? Sure did. That's from the fucking website. Oh my god, John just posted no, that in our. It's well, it's from the image search or like oh, I just clicked okay. on images, but like Dude, if you look up a... Garfield eats and you go to images, it is like, like maybe in the top ten images. God, That's all you have to type in. So it is on the Switch, and I just want to read the. Um... It's not even important, but I just want to read the product description on the official Nintendo website. Garfield, the famous lasagna-loving cat, is back to take on John, Odie, and company in a no-holds-barred racing game. Choose your character and card according to their characteristics and your driving style. Comma. Get off the starting line first and control skids to outrun your opponents. Use crazy objects like the pillow, capitalized. Or the magic wand, also capitalized. To gain the edge and get over the finishing line first, are you lazy like Garfield? Take shortcuts to overtake the other racers with the capitalized spring. Race your friends in local mode or online with up to eight players on 16 iconic circuits from the world of Garfield. Iconic. Because you know, there's, there's very iconic racetracks that are established in the Garfield comic universe. Jesus fuck. The Indianapolis 500. Just going around in circles on in my garf cart. You can draw, you can be one of the mice who barely can see over the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Do these three D models look uh, good? Yeah, particularly like they were just made in Blender in it a day. Probably were. All right, so <sighs> let's 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 get to our last uh, last of the internet. Yeah, Weird, yeah, uh, maybe get back on topic, huh? Yeah, I guess we were I mean, on hey, topic. We're still, the whole talk, time. we're still talking about Garfield. Anyways. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we were on topic the whole time. We were just kind of derailed a little bit off of. Listen, you can't be on the rails when you're in a kart racing game. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, last but not least, we have Lasagna Cat. Probably one of the fucking most ridiculous web series I have ever seen. And uh, I've seen a few weird web series in my day. Didn't I tell you about Lasagna Cat or am I imagining things? I think either you did or one of my old friends from my job told me. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I remember us like hanging out at one point. I was like, dude, have you seen Lasagna Cat? And I think I don't remember if you said yes or no. But I don't remember. Maybe it was. It I didn't. Was wild. I didn't know what Lasagna Cat really was at the time. But over the past couple weeks, I've learned the meaning of Lasagna Cat, and it's fucking insane. Anyways, this is a web series made by Fatal Farms, uh, who have worked on Adult Swim content. Makes sense now. 
more specific most specifically i know they've made some of the late night bumps um i don't know what other things they've done for adult swim but i know they've done bumps for them just for a little context of like how ridiculous this whole lasagna cat is it's it it could definitely fit on adult swim late at night like they if they got that show that was just like really weird images with music playing under it for 15 minutes this could get on yeah i don't know how copyright would handle it but this is something that would fit right in so 11 years ago they mass uploaded Live recreations of classic three-panel Garfield strips with a man dressed as John and someone in a Garfield suit and someone in an Odie suit. It's, I think it's notable to point out that the Odie suit is fucking disgusting looking. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even going to try to explain it. I just, I really want the listeners to just go and look into this themselves because it's fucking ridiculous. Well, I think we're going to... I think I'm going to start an Instagram for this podcast. Please so if post you get, a picture of Odie. Yeah, so if you send me a picture of it, I'll start up an Insta, and we'll get get people on there that can see this. Okay, okay, good. Um, so they go through, they recreate the three-panel strip, and it's followed by an obnoxious laugh track and some sort of crazy visuals in the form of a music video or a skit. Real quick, you know, you guys know what the laugh track is there for? To end the third strip? No. So the reason for the laugh track is like how they do it in like sitcoms and stuff where it's supposed to show that, you know, like this isn't really that funny, but then the laugh track makes it funny. If you, oh. if that makes sense. Like the bingo bongo theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Full House. Have you ever seen that video? Yeah, yeah. Full House. Big Bang Theory, Full House, shows like that. Those are like real bad about laugh tracks. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think Friends is funny. Don't don't even bring up Friends. We're not even talking about that. Keep going. Um, The underlying message that Lasagna Cat is trying to give us is that Garfield isn't actually that funny um throughout the series this all culminates into a four and a half hour long video where through context clues we are able to decipher the message the creators are trying to give us through this crazy imagery and i'm kind of like i'll give you a very abridged version because it goes so fucking deep that it it would literally take like you can go on youtube and you can find 40 minute long explanation videos for this web series wow which i have watched because i am in control of my life anyways so basically the four and a half hour long video the last seven minutes of it are where it gets fucking nuts um there is this scene where John is given a briefcase, and he's going home on the bus. He opens the briefcase, and it is a taxidermied tabby cat that 
kind of looks like Garfield, I guess. But mind you, this is all live action. So this is like a real taxidermy cat. What this is supposed to represent is that the joke of Garfield got old and is dead. That's what that taxidermy cat represents. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they went kind of up and beyond with their imagery to get their yeah. message across. Yeah, it's pretty fucking insane. Um, after this scene, it cuts to John being... I don't remember if he like kind of poofs up in the desert or something or if he's teleported or how it works exactly. But he ends up in a desert and then there's this man in like this tribal, I want to say like, I war paint, I guess. I don't really know how to describe it. And it's all like Garfield colors. So this man is supposed to be Garfield. I I don't I don't I don't really know what this represents, but then it is it cuts to a scene where a girl is giving birth in a bathroom and the girl gets the baby out and it's in the toilet and it is wearing the same clothes as John Arbuckle. And then an, an orange cat appears, and then the girl starts speaking in Polish. <laughs> Very abridged version of what she says is, this child is not mine. I have brought a curse onto the world. I'm going to ask for forgiveness, even though I know I will not get it. <laughs> There's a lot more that she says, but that's mostly the important part. Wow. And this is supposed to be something about, like, just the cycle of Garfield or something. I don't know. I was like, okay. So, yeah, that's the last seven minutes of the four and a half hour video. Holy shit. I thought that was the entire four hour video. Nope. And that's just the last like, wow. seven minutes. Well, the, the, the first, first like, yeah, the three first, hours or. The first four hours and 23 minutes um, are mannequins knocking on the door and saying their name and how many sexual partners they've had. And then that gets turned into a three-panel strip, and then the process just repeats, which is showing how Jim Davis just does the exact same thing for all of his three-panel strips. Because if you look in like a six-month period... The only thing that really changes in a lot of Garfield strips is the background color. The characters will be in the same position. The only thing that's different is they'll be saying something else. Wow. I mean, I can both see him being lazy in doing that, but also, like, I feel like coincidentally, you probably end up getting into a routine of just drawing them in the same areas or similar positions oh yeah so i don't know that's crazy yeah i mean i still fucking love garfield and i mean i get what they're trying to do with it i think it's really good i think it's really well done but you can't convince me that garfield's not good 
you bastards. But uh, I I would suggest that everybody kind of looks into Lasagna Cat a little bit because it's a it's a very interesting deep dive you can get into. And with that, I think I am done blabbering about the weird internet bullshit that our favorite lasagna lover has birthed. Well, I think that also wraps up our main topic. Um, We talked about our lazy orange friend. We also talked about his creator and all the mess that the internet has pulled from these, this comic over the years. So unless you guys have anything to add before we finish up, um, we'll just start wrapping up the episode, I suppose. Um, I think I've made my peace with Garfield. I think I've made my peace with God. I'm ready to die. Alright, well, whenever we upload this, everyone, Tim is dead. Um, If you play this podcast backwards, John says, Tim is dead. (laughs) Tim is dead, and now Mitt is back. So... guys, it's me, Mitt Romney. Oh, after my my lost presidential bid, I've been forced to begin into podcasting. <laughs> Real quick, actually, I have one small thing to add. That Mitt Romney comment reminded me that when Mike Pence was still in Congress for Indiana, he tried to make Garfield's birthday a state holiday. Wasn't that part of a filibuster? I think so. Because I feel like I remember there him was, reading an entire like. There thing. was also no. There was during a filibuster. I'm thinking of, sorry, I'm thinking of Ted Cruz. Okay, no, but there was one time at he like made yeah no I I the I, floor like give Garfield a wish Garfield a happy birthday one time. That was I also that was, a thing. I, I Mike thought Pence that was part did. of a filibuster, but I could be wrong. I was thinking specifically of that time that Ted Cruz read his daughter's a bedtime story from the floor of the Senate. Jesus fuck. Yeah, no. That is very interesting. Um So I guess Quentin, just keep on talking. Tell us about your recommendations this week. Oh, I'm sorry, you cut out. What was that? Well, I was just gonna say just keep on talking and tell us about your recommendations for the week. Uh, recommendations. I'm trying to remember. Um, sorry. No, oh, okay, good. I can do mine first if you want. No, I got it now. So I have two, I guess, technically speaking. Um, these are both going to be channels where you can find explanations for Lasagna Cat. Um, the first one is Inside a Mind, which I actually talked about on the backdash last week um that's a pretty good youtube channel that'll go into a lot of weird internet bullshit which is what i recommend a lot and the other channel that you can catch this uh explanation on is called nightmind the nightmind one is 40 minutes long and it goes really deep but it's really fucking interesting, so I highly recommend it. 
Well, now recommendation. Yeah. Well, Tim, now it's your turn for your recommendation. Um, this week, I'm recommending a real play podcast where people play games and roll dice and tell stories and fun things. Um, this one specifically is called Very Random Encounters. Um, the twist of the show, if you will, is that almost everything is randomized to some degree. Um, their characters' names, their char- what races and class they play. Um, I'm just talking off of the first arc, I guess, of D&D that they played. Um, all the enemies and the story itself were rolled for off of tables that the showrunner made. And they even, to like, or in the early days at least, because I was still listening to the very beginning of the podcast, I don't know if this, this continues, but I assume it does, they will take videos from on Twitter that people send them of people rolling dice on their own and use those dice rolls instead of them doing them live. Or they'll just put them into a thing and then roll the roll which one they get off of that. So, that's fun. They had a dog do one in the last episode I listened to. So, uh, go give them a listen. They're on pretty much everything. I think that I'm listening to them on SoundCloud, so... That's very random encounters. Cool. Well, my recommendation for the week is going to be Found Flicks. Uh, I just started listening to them, or not listening to them, watching him on YouTube. He goes over um, story plots and endings of movies that are relatively, like, usually they're pretty, like, you got to really watch to pay attention to certain things. Um, He goes over a lot of, like, suspense, thrillers, psychological stuff, and like horror movies but there's some other movies like other type of movies he does too but that is my recommendation for the week um i actually do watch that channel sometimes so he, i watch for it being very good i really like him i enjoy his content quite a bit i mean it's better than cinema sins by a fucking mile and a half so yeah so now we'll go over to plugs. Tim, what you plug in this week? My ass. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to plug <laughs> the other podcast me and Quentin do, um, The Backdash. It's a gaming week in review style podcast where we talk about news in the gaming world, the entertainment world, comics, pretty much anything we feel like. Um, go give us a listen on... Whatever platform you want, I'll put a hyperlink in the description of this episode. You can just go ahead and give that a click. Much appreciated. And my one letter this week for my social media handle is... This week is brought to you by the letter... A. (laughs) Alright. A as in... Anus. Abadonga. Abba. Abba. The Abba Stalker. You can uh, you can find me on uh, twitter.com forward slash Applebee's is okay. It's where I post funny fun funs. And uh, 
If you DM me, I'll send you to the good old Garfield Twitter accounts. Because I follow nice. uh, too many of those. Um, This week, I'm plugging my Instagram like I usually do, which I think Tim's been putting a hyperlink in, and it's just John Mergenthaler, my name. Uh, the other thing I'm going to uh, plug is the same thing I did last week, which is the Nightmare Notes, which is a podcast that I do with one of our friends, Joey, and our friend and my wife, Carly. Um, this week, we're going to do an episode set in L.A. Um, about some creepy stories uh, mixed between creepy pastas and some murders. So give that a listen. And I think that brings us to our conclusion, guys. I think we're all done for this week. Um, next week, I think we're either going to do our first mini-sode, or if we can find enough content for you guys out there, we're going to do a full episode, but it's going to be on the very elusive Loveland Frogman. Dude, he's, it's the scariest cryptid you've ever heard of. He has a wand. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. We're Relax. just going to leave it at we're just going to leave it at that. He's got a wand. He's got a yeah. wand. That's all you need to know. So we'll see you next week. Goodbye.